the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast, supporting artists and musicians from the great state of Texas. And now, here's your host, Julie. Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Texas Music Spotlight. Welcome back. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for this episode. True Indigo, fantastic band from San Antonio, Texas, and you're going to hear a little bit more about them later, but hey, how's it going? This is our podcast. Welcome to it. Um, if you're first, if you're new here, if this is your first episode of anything you've heard from us, thank you so much for looking into what we do. And it's a musician to musician kind of conversation interview, sort of taste of what a band is like, pretty much. It's just me talking to to a musician or a band or something from around texas that's the only stipulation is that you have to be from texas to be on the show and we get bands from uh all over the state and we get a whole bunch of different genres and we talk to them get inside their head and hopefully you get to know them a little bit more and then we give you a taste of their music and stuff like that so it's just a lot of fun so maybe you'll discover your next favorite band or maybe you know these guys and then you just hear a little bit more about them or learn learn something you never knew about them so that's kind of what our goal is here and i co-host it with my dad my dad does an episode he does it every monday i do it monday as well but we alternate so this week is my week and then next monday it's going to be his episode then after that's my episode it's kind of like that so all of his episodes are marked as tms musicos and then mine are just tms so if you want to follow either one of us that's how you can figure it out is who the host is for that before i get into anything else i want to thank you guys thank you so much for listening and i want to shout out uh, all the places that we get listens from and people that listen and we really appreciate it going from the texas side we get a ton of people from san antonio texas of course dallas houston cibolo Austin, Kerrville, New Braunfels. Oh, that's really cool. But then expanding a little bit more, we see you, Los Angeles, California. Thank you so much. We have a big following in Los Angeles, which is really cool. Uh, Buffalo, New York, and even expanding further than that. We see y'all in Canada, Mexico, United Kingdom, Germany, all those countries, tons more countries, but we really appreciate you. And thank you. Thank you so much for supporting musicians. Thank you so much for supporting podcasts. And thank you, for supporting podcasts that support musicians. <laughs> I don't know. It's really late. So I'm just kind of freestyling here. But again, we really appreciate it. And we really appreciate you. If you want to follow us on social media at Texas Music Pod, at Texas Music POD on Facebook and Twitter, at Texas Music Podcast on Instagram. I've been doing some Instagram stories. So you should probably check that out. And we did a Facebook Live with True Indigo. Go check that out at Texas Music Pod and it'll take you to our Facebook page. And from there, you can see these songs that they played, but you can see our, our little video work. It, it, it didn't come out as good as I expected or I wanted it to because our computer is running slow for a little for some reason, but it looked really good. It was a lot of fun to have these guys here, but the audio sounds fantastic. So if you want to go check out that video, go check it out on our Facebook and we'll be posting that, reposting that again later on but true indigo the band of the week they got my attention because we've played a few shows on the same bill i play with my band vulcan and we kind of have this sort of relationship we kind of get into it later in the interview but we had this sort of relationship where they would always play on the same bill we would always ask them to play because it's just like that different sort of psychedelic sort of thing and we even get into it a lot later on but it's just they were having a lot of fun they were doing 
you know, their unique music. The, the crowd was going crazy. You know, our crowd always goes crazy as well. So definitely fantastic band to book together. And we just fit. We just clicked. And we had them on uh, a lot of bills that we booked because they're just a lot of fun. And we really appreciate it. And, and then, you know, I just kind of, I forgot how, but it's, we've been trying to get together for a really long time. And, uh, I'm, I'm fine. I'm really glad that we finally did. It was a good time. I had a good time doing it. And these guys were awesome. So True Indigo, they just released a new album called I Saw Purple. It's on everything, iTunes, Spotify, Tidal, all that stuff. The links and all that to their social media is in the description of this podcast. Again, True Indigo, find all their stuff and how to get to them in the description of this podcast. All the links and all that stuff, their usernames for all the social media is going to be right down there in the description. So go check them out, go follow them, and go check out all their music and stuff. Go get their album. The album's fantastic. So it was a real treat. I'm going to get right into it because I've been talking too much, but they came here and they played some songs live for us and I got it all set up and it was super awesome and they sound really good and it was uh, Oscar and Tyler and they were just doing some new music, some exclusive stuff only for Texas Music Spotlight, of course, you know how we do it. And they were just fantastic it was good so you're gonna hear a clip of one of their new songs that you can't hear anywhere else and then we're gonna get into the interview and then we're gonna hear a full song at the very end so i don't want to keep you here any longer so let's get into it and here is true indigo Wherever the hell she goes Transmit what she wants to Whenever the hell she wants to I don't know what she tells her Whenever the hell she wants to Transmitting that my lover will never roll on over you. Sometimes they don't really have that uh, opportunity to talk to a musician or anything like that. So, on to y'all. What's what's about y'all? So, who do I have here uh, in the studio with me? If you want to introduce yourselves, uh, I'm Oscar Weber. I play guitar, organ, and sing in True Indigo. Cool. 
And I'm Tyler Odin. I play guitar as well. Very cool. So I'm sitting here with True Indigo. And uh, yeah, I mentioned it a little while ago, you've been wearing the Psych Del Rio shirt. We'll get into that yeah. uh, a little bit later. But do y'all consider yourselves like a psych band? Is that is that the proper term, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're in the vein. When people ask us to describe it, it's the closest thing. Like, you know, if they know other psych bands, they'll, you know, be familiar with the sound. We just rock and roll, though, I feel. Okay. So like you just, you don't really want to label yourself i guess or you just want to yeah. yeah not too strongly cause you know, like people there's misconceptions about psychedelic music like sure. i feel like a lot of people feel like oh pink floyd is psychedelic and yeah they were super psychedelic and but i feel like the psych rock sound like from like the early pink floyd and like they just became progressive and obviously more people are familiar with the non so psychedelic sure you know what i'm saying it's yeah. just it's just like psychedelic rock is just a, like what is you know like yeah yeah it's for sure too big yeah you know, and and like how has uh the san antonio music scene really taken to y'all and, and i guess we can get into it right now the the progression of psych rock in this scene because now the psych del rio popped up and now more people are going to your show i mean i've seen videos where people are just jamming out or just going yeah. for it and we've played shows together where like we're we're watching y'all play and these guys are like going at it right in y'all's face and i'm like oh man this is intense so like uh why don't you talk about how the evolution i guess if you've seen more people gravitating towards that i just i feel like the response has been really good um here in town like the there's it's weird because i feel like there's a lot of bands that like label themselves as psychedelic or Mm -hmm. like the the branding of their bands is psychedelic but they're not truly psychedelic Mm -hmm. so it feels like there's a lot of psychedelic bands yeah but in reality there's not really you know, like, yeah, I can't, sure. n- at least not active ones. Back when I was in Crown a few years ago, there was, like, five or six psychedelic bands. Mm-hmm. But they're all gone. And I feel like there's a lot of bands that still label themselves as psychedelic mm-hmm. and, like, brand themselves as that, which is cool, you know? Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, you know, it's like, getting the name And then what there, is yeah. psychedelic? Psychedelic is such a broad term that, like, I guess, you, yeah, in a sense, mm-hmm. everything is psychedelic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> For sure. How has... uh I know you y'all been traveling a whole lot. How has um Texas taken your your music and and is this I mean, you went to El Paso recently and then you've been to Corpus and and all that yeah. stuff. Is there a reason why y'all are traveling or is it just want to get out there and, and just show the music that you have or we just been getting booked and yeah. we're like we'll just, you know, we'll play anywhere. <laughs> and like the response has been excellent. Like Corpus was amazing. Uh-huh. Like we played at NASA. Yeah, yeah, I played there. So, cool oh yeah, spot, so man, really dude, cool. it's awesome. Like it. I've I've never pl- I never played there, but uh-huh. they were telling me that the shows. Did you play inside or outside? We played inside. So now they're playing outside, and oh. it's so rad. Like, yeah, it sounds amazing. Like the sound, the sound engineer that was mm-hmm. doing sound for us, he was like killing it. The you know you could, it was the owner, mm-hmm. and you could tell he really cared. Yeah, and yeah. it was just an amazing spot. It yeah, was awesome. yeah. Inside it was it was super fun, but it was just like super loud because i played with volcan and it was just like all of us just going at it uh because we were like it's sure like fuck it we'll go for it and then it was just like super loud but outside like afterwards we played we uh hung out outside and that's just a a really chill spot to just like hang out and yeah and some stuff the outside (laughs) is amazing like they were telling me that and we went because now the inside is a studio oh okay checked it out and i could just tell like dude there was like there was like it was around 60 people 
So I can I can't imagine sixty people inside. It would be no. hot. Oh yeah, it was hot. super packed and it was ridiculous. But like that that place especially definitely felt like another like Imagine Books and Records where it was just kind of like they're just doing it for the music and they really love music and they really love the the place. Um, and it's the NASA and Corpus. If you haven't been, it's literally just like a a small little warehouse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just an empty place for yeah, for it bands. Doesn't even, yeah, it looks like an abandoned yeah, building. We hyping it up, and it's like an amazing place, but it's know. like it's like nothing really. But like the people are the yeah. ones that bring it, and that's really cool. So you've been playing at these spots uh, that that I guess really appreciate y'all's music. Yeah, yeah. the response was great. Like one, you know, like everybody came up to us, talked to us. Mm-hmm. You know, people were buying merch. Yeah, which is very always, cool. Always really helpful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah, you got some pretty cool stuff. Y'all have uh, uh, some shirts, and then the the album. We'll get into the album a little bit later, but you do have some pretty cool merch. Um, I don't know, like what 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 got you into this sort of music? When when you think of your music and your influences, how far off is that from from your influences? Did you how did you find these guys that are together in the band? I mean, wh- or who started it, or, or where did that kind of come about? Um. I, I got into psychedelic music. I feel like I always leaned into it, but, you know, I was, I lived in Mexico City, so. Okay. Like, I feel like I got influenced by my older cousins and my older brother. Mm-hmm. So I got into music. Was where, it not super in the, you know, I don't, when I think Mexico City, I don't really think psych music. I mean, I could yeah. be wrong, but like. No, and it's just like over there, everything is just, you get the, the things that are extremely mainstream from other countries. Okay. So, like, it wasn't like I was getting, like, you know, like, the bands I wanted to listen to was just, like, what was around. And, you know, the internet wasn't really a thing. Sure. So, it was just, like, just what they listened to, what MTV plays or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't get into psychedelic music up until when, you know, I was, like, 18 and, like, just started, you know, digging it. Yeah, yeah. You know, just. But, well, but like, why? Why do you think you gravitated towards that? I feel like I just... You know, my the first band that I really, really liked when I was, like, 12 was, like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I feel like, in a sense, they're pretty psychedelic. Mm-hmm. Like, the guitar playing is pretty psychedelic. So then, like, you know, I started progressing out, and then I got into punk rock when I was in high school or sure. whatever. And then I got into the Beatles when I was in high school, too. And that's when I really, I guess, realized that what I like is, like, my favorite album is Revolver. It's the most psychedelic. Yeah. And I started searching for stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. for, and then... The bass player of Crown, Josh, which you probably—I don't know if you know him. I'm well, not too sure. Yeah, Josh, he got me into uh, Thirteen Floor Elevators, The Black Angels, and that's yeah. when I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> this is it! This is yeah, what I've been yeah. looking for." Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, about Tyler, what is this like? Something you listen to, or, or is it just like? Yeah, um, I was uh, I was always into just more like in general rock and roll. Sure. Um, Grew up with the Beatles as well, and like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. You know, just love that sound. Love guitar. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was, yeah, yeah, y'all both play guitar. Was there any like guitarists that really stuck out to y'all? That just kind of like, guitarists, or like uh, musicians that kind of just stuck out to you? Where, yeah, I always really had a. I I really love David Gilmore. Okay, yeah, he's uh, king of tones, man. Just, sure, like, I always like the ventures. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's probably my biggest influence in guitar. I got into guitar playing like f- three years ago, seriously. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, so fairly new. Yeah. Did yeah. Were y'all like uh, brought up 
I don't know how to say it, I guess classically trained on your instruments or anything uh, like that. No, yeah, I just no, kind of picked it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did how did that go about? Like I actually started playing the ukulele when I was like 15. I just <laughs> okay. thought it was a, a cool little thing. A small guitar. Played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> About three months later, I was just yeah. like, I need a guitar. So portable. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's so many more things you could do yeah, <laughs> on yeah. a guitar than a ukulele. Pick it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do y'all have any musicians uh, or family members that are musicians or anything? Like, how did y'all get a hold of, oh, I got this, oh, whatever. Man. The first time I got an instrument, I had to really want it because I was like, so my, my cousin and my older brother are starting to play bass and guitar and uh-huh. like they got a bass and guitar and it was like real easy, you know, they were like, so just got in. But I was like, Oh, I want a drum set. So my dad like was like, I don't know, you know, like <laughs> we live in an apartment in Mexico City, sure. like, you know, we can't, we can't really have a drum set. So like, I'll buy you an electronic drum pad. And if you like it, like a year from now, I'll buy you a drum set. Yeah. So I mean, I, I liked it, but it was just like garbage, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Not, not not really like. I honestly feel like it crippled the first year of playing drums because I got used to playing this thing that yeah. wasn't drums. Yeah, yeah. You know that makes sense. So like, and then, then you after finally a while, like after all, I got. I, I think my first drums it was like from Walmart. Okay, Mexican Walmart. <laughs> Is it, it was, still Walmart? Huh? Is it so called Walmart? Yeah, it just makes. <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. Dude. I feel yeah, like yeah. I've seen the drum sets they have here, and I'm like, dude, I, mine was a piece of shit. Mm. Oh, can we curse? Yeah, yeah. Go for I it. mean, none of that. My bad. Dude. <laughs> yeah, whatever. No, it's all good. <laughs> but uh, dude, I remember like I had to have it in 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 like another city in my grandma's house because we couldn't have it in my apartment. Mm-hmm. And my grandma was like, yeah, you can have it here. We'll just put some pillows or something inside the drums. <laughs> dude, it was like stuffed. It was yeah, like one yeah. pillow. It was like stuffed. <laughs> So it was rough at first, but I got a real drum set like a few years later when mm-hmm. I moved over here. And that's when I got into it. Yeah. You know, cause I was like, wow, this sounds cool. Sure. And, uh, how did, how did you assemble this true indigo and where, if the name means anything or anything like that? Well, how'd you get these guys together? And how did you know that y'all wanted to play this sort of music or you wanted, you had the same vision or, or something like that? I feel like, um, well, how it started. Um, I was in another band and uh, we broke up and like, I, I started playing guitar cause I was like, I want to keep doing music sure. but as a drummer. I want to uh-huh. not have to depend on other people. I was just going to write my own music. So I started buying, like I bought a guitar, I bought some pedals mm-hmm. and I started just making music. And I'm, I knew this, this drummer from the scene, Andrew, and he was like, let's jam, let's jam. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Let's jam. So we jammed once and I was like, Oh, it's pretty cool. Let's do it again. It's like, Oh, like. Let's get a bass player or whatever, just to yeah. jam. And like, all of a sudden, we had a band. Like, Tyler joined in. Um, I was in the band that the drummer was yeah. in as well. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And we just started jamming together, and it eventually just became more frequent. Uh-huh. And we had some songs down. He he had, like, pretty much written an entire album and was just looking for musicians. And then, I guess, it became more serious. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had written, like, three songs. But then, like, together, <laughs> like... It seemed like a it because like a lot of songs kind of like they're like oh I wrote this song but like you know like we started writing our own music right away like I remember like before our second show you wrote Loretta's Bender or whatever and oh, it just started flowing like uh-huh. dude we the songs just flow out like but right now we're trying to replace our bass player because he's moving to Scotland oh, okay so wow. we're trying to not to write songs but like since we knew like a week ago we wrote like three song ideas. And we're really liberal with like what we will work on. We'll sure. work on anything. Uh-huh. 
you know, so like we'll just try songs out. It just flows, and like mm-hmm. I feel like we didn't really, we know, I knew I wanted to do psychedelic rock, but like, you know, we don't really like. I was like, I'm down to try anything, any, sure. any type of sound, any, any type sound, of song. yeah. So like anything that brings up to like he brings or anybody brings, we try it out. I feel like here in San Antonio, that's like a privilege of our. Oh man, what was that? I feel like that's a privilege of of ours that you know, where we can try out a lot of different stuff and then the crowd's going to be, like, totally cool with it. I mean, for the most part, sometimes it's just, like, you get, like, a crappy whatever bar gig and it's, like, five people there. But, like, you know, a lot of the times if, if, you know, at at the vape here, like, outside area and then you start to you know try into some other like crazy rock whatever sounds and they'll be like, yeah, I'm jamming it, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think that's something that, I don't know. Have you seen that anywhere else other than San Antonio, really? Like maybe um, Austin? I don't even know if they do dude, that in Austin or not. I've, you know, it's weird because like I've seen both sides of it. Like sure. I've, I've been with Crown and like we always have bad luck in Austin. But <laughs> yeah. like in True Indigo, dude, we went to Hotel Vegas. Like our first show was a Hotel Vegas and it yeah. was an awesome show. We had a great response. And then we played at Mohawk. Like all this, all this yeah. venues that it's just like, and we've gotten a great response everywhere. Uh-huh. We're playing at Barracuda uh, November eighth. Yeah, and that's gonna be that's yeah, gonna be awesome. awesome, dude. Yeah, I feel like yeah, San Antonio's really open minded, but yeah. we've had a Some great. Some other cities can be a little picky, but yeah, Austin's been pretty fun. We've so had pretty good we have good luck at least. You yeah, know? that's really cool. <laughs> but yeah, yeah man, like with well, that thing you said about vapor though, like yeah, like some of those. Because it's, it's, and I feel like it's a younger genera- generation. Like, sure. Not the scene I grew up with. Yeah. But the, this younger generation, like, they just really just want to have fun. Yeah, for they, sure. It's like, like, yeah, it's a band. Like, yeah, yeah, we're having fun. Like, and like, there's this one video, uh, that somebody took of us at Vapor and we're really just like droning one note, just like, <laughs> A, 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 A. Yeah. You know yeah. And, and like, people are just, jamming they're yeah, just getting yeah. down like they're just enjoying it i feel like they're not thinking about it too much like i feel like the scene that i experienced when i was their age was a lot more critical okay yeah. we're like hmm yeah you know? like like trying like, to trying to overcomplicate trying it overcomplicate and it's just like I, the the bigger bands in that scene like i don't know if you heard of junkie yeah yeah dude those dudes are straight up yeah i'm on the show just, like about a year ago yeah dude, i think yeah dude those dudes I I respect them because they're just writing songs. Yeah, they're, they're just, just writing songs. They're yeah. just some dudes writing songs. They're catchy. People like them. Like people love them. Mm-hmm. And and like whenever you deconstruct, I mean, this is not to diss them at all. I like I really like them, but whenever you deconstruct the song, it's just like four or five chords or like three mm-hmm. chords maybe Dude. or not even like one or two yeah. and it's like that that's totally okay and mm-hmm. just people are gonna still jam it and it's totally cool. And yeah, I definitely see that where it's like people were trying to maybe they were trying to be something that they weren't to like try and be super analytical about their music and and they're like oh we gotta do all this technical stuff to be good or, or whatever but it's like yeah, just yeah fucking exactly go with it. Like, people like you know what like the scene when i grew up it was just like everybody was a proficient musician huh? and like that was amazing to see all these people do this crazy stuff but i feel like in a sense like we miss that like just straight up you know some dude yeah. writing songs you know uh-huh. i feel like that got lost because like i feel like 
when you're so proficient, it's undeniable that you're good. Yeah, yeah. It's nobody, nobody will see some dude shredding and be like, that dude's no good. Yeah, yeah. No ordinary person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, if like you're hiding and like your creativity, like in a sense, like once you like, you know, like when you become like more of an athlete, like you're just trying to be like, and I, I'm talking as a drummer. Cause sure, that's, sure. Why, that's why I can yeah, critique yeah. the most. Like as a drummer, I feel like I see a lot of drummers lose musicality to be extremely proficient and extremely like, showy and you know mm-hmm. it's just like i feel like this new generation of like san antonio music scene they're just not thinking about it it's yeah just like sure. this music and that's like, okay <laughs> dude and that's and you know what that's I, that's okay i think that's better because it's just like you're just enjoying it you're not thinking about it and like there's still people doing crazy stuff like we i saw this band what was it ramparts those dudes yeah yeah you know those dudes are doing crazy there's still that craziness uh-huh but I feel like the people just doing simple things are not shunned out anymore. And yeah. I mean, maybe I'm just like repping that because like <laughs> literally I have songs that are just like one chord. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so. so or I'm one not, note. Yeah, just one <laughs> note. Yeah, it's like straight up, not even one chord, one note. Yeah. But like. Yeah, I totally get it. And, and I, I definitely feel that it's super cool um, where the specifically San Antonio music scene, because we, we are here located in San Antonio, but. Um, I think a lot of people can, you know, take a note out of that, out of our scene and just kind of just be more open minded. And I see a lot of cities, like you were saying, that people just vibe y'all just because y'all are good music. And it's like, okay, I dig it. It's super awesome. But like someplace that's really oversaturated, like Austin, they need to do something about that because there's a lot of music there, but nobody really wants to support it. I don't think because everybody wants to. I don't know. Whatever. We can no, dude, it. I feel you. But, like, that's what, like, is beautiful about San Antonio. We have everything. Yeah. We have people, like, Junkie. We have people, like, Dane. Uh-huh. Just completely outside. You know, completely <laughs> yeah, sure. completely not that. Uh-huh. You know, we have... So, it's it's, it's rich here. You know? Yeah, definitely. So, let's talk about your album. The I See Purple, correct? That's what it's I called? S- I, I see Saw Purple. I Saw so Purple. It's, it's a play on words sure. from... Oh, Isopropyl. Like the alcohol, the, one of the songs oh, is about like a dude yeah. who drinks cool. and, alcohol, <laughs> and it can be found uh, where online. Uh, it can be found anywhere. I think. Yeah, like, like I know iTunes. I jam it on Spotify. Yeah, yeah on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, <clears throat> Bandcamp, uh, Title. Very cool. Title. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah a few more. A few other people fan. have been saying <laughs> that they're on Title. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I think it's just part of like the combo deal we got. They're like, cool. Google Play and Title was like, sign me up. Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> uh, but why don't you talk about the, the album? It's, it's a full length album, uh, which is very cool to see that, that, you know, uh, you know, you see a lot of people releasing a few songs or whatever, but y'all came out with a full length album and it's really cool. And so I really enjoy it. Um, why don't you talk about how those songs got written or, uh, your recording process or anything like that about this album? Like one thing I really like about that album that it's, almost in chronological order of how the band was created okay so like the first song was written by literally uh the drummer and i jamming when it was just me and him mm-hmm. and obviously like it, it it uh we built it once everybody joined the band and it got bigger and bigger sure. and bigger and like and so it's it's like an instrumental song it's an introduction to like us it'll be the first song like mm-hmm. if anybody listens to it from the beginning to the end of however many albums quick, we do. yeah quick question it do y'all have it on vinyl because i feel like listening to that introduction now like and i'm thinking about it 
it would sound pretty pretty oh. bad on, oh, on vinyl. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't have it. The only thing we put out on vinyl right now is uh, a single and a V-side. Mm-hmm. And we put Loretta's Bender and I Sold Purple. But we sold yeah. out. Or, oh, okay, cool. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's sort of like an introduction you were saying into y'all and and then maybe at the end of y'all y'all would have like a yeah, exit like a music, or something like that but yeah so it's so it's sort of an intro into what true indigo is so the second song is i saw purple which is the first song i wrote uh ever and um so i feel like it's to me it just feels like it was like it was like golden sands the introduction i saw purple the first song i ever wrote then moonshine is like kind of like we wrote all of that you know, we wrote that together. Mm-hmm. And then it's Loretta's Bender, which is, you know, that's, the song's special to me because it's the first song that he wrote, like, the main part, like, the meat and potatoes of the song. He wrote it. Sure. And it's, uh, he wrote the riff. I wrote the melody. You know, the bass kills it. You know, the organ has a really cool riff. It's, mm-hmm. like, the first song that, to me, sounds like the first song True Indigo wrote. Yeah. Which is more valuable to me than just a song that I'll write. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And then after that, you know. Yeah, it just kept going. That, so, yeah. Just kept going. <laughs> Into, what is it, like nine or nine or ten it's, tracks? It's nine tracks, uh-huh. but the the last track is two tracks combined. Yeah. But just, you know, we couldn't really... We, I wanted to roll in, into one another, and we are like, man, should we split it? And I was like, no, we just... We just make it. it in there. Yeah, yeah. It's just nine tracks, ten tracks. Yeah. Very cool. How Where did y'all record it at, or how was that process? How long did it take? Because I'm always interested... How long it took takes um, people to actually do it? it? Took us what three months from start to finish. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah. We had pretty short. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> compared to a lot of people, they they keep saying like years or, or something like that. But yeah. that's really cool. Where where did you? Uh, uh, we had a friend. I had known him from my previous band. We recorded an EP with him. Uh-huh. His name's Dan. Ah, oh, I forget his last name. What's his last name? Dan the man. Dan the man. He's Dan the man. He's, <laughs> From a, he's Evergreen. a great guy. Sure. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, he's, oh, okay. He's the guy on Evergreen at that place on Evergreen yeah, Studios. Heard about it. Um. Yeah. He's a really cool dude. He's really open minded, and he's about the music. You know, like I would suggest recording with him to anyone. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. a he's a great guy to work with, and yeah, he we pretty much recorded with him. We recorded all the songs about two days, and then from there, just kept working on them mixing mm-hmm. them with working him them. and yeah overdubbing and he was a great dude to work with he mm-hmm. was always down to try something cool yeah you know? that's that's always really good because i mean you hear some some of the horror like whatever that they do either like a really bad job at what they're doing and it doesn't come out the way you want it or they're like super like well i don't know if that's gonna sound good or like i don't want to do this or something it's like yeah. oh, well, it's not cool it's like good. i want i'm the I, Dude, I think i know what i want on my yeah, record yeah the, the worst type of uh person to record with is like the old man that's like yeah. actually if, <laughs> actually know, if you like, hit you it if you hit the bit, drum here yeah. it's like you need a little bit less reverb i was like don't <laughs> tell me that old man <laughs> you don't know what i'm doing you don't know <laughs> You don't know it's my like, life. Let's run the guitars clean, and then we'll program some effects in it. It's mm-hmm. like uh, hard pass. Yeah, <laughs> but no, dude, Dan was—he's a sweetheart, and and he's hardworking, and he's about it. Yeah, like at one point, like he took me aside because we were paying him, um, you know, like an hourly rate. Sure, yeah. 
Uh, and then it's, he took me aside and he was like, you know, I don't want to do the hourly rate. He was like, just give me like, we'll do one last sum and we'll just work on it until we're both feel good about it. Yeah. 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 Me up. Wow. But then I, we ended up giving him more money. Yeah. Yeah. We, for sure. He spent a lot of time working on it. And like, every time I would come back in, he was like, you know, the mixing, like just honing the sound uh-huh. and he, he killed it. Yeah. It know? sounds fantastic. Like it sounds like top quality i would not you know say anything bad about this these recordings because it's just like super great quality and i was just like this is really great and that's really awesome to have it down as your first album you know yeah, what i mean thank yeah. you man yeah it's really you did cool. a great job yeah we rushed it a little bit because we recorded that album when we were like three or four months into being a band okay yeah so like i feel like we i you know like could you have done better do you think E- Maybe I, I feel like my tone could have been. We were just talking about. Yeah, it right we now. we really? we were really rushing those songs. Probably like some of them were maybe a month old. Just yeah, yeah. You know, no, barely. no man's land was like weeks old. Oh yeah, it was just had to get one last one on there. We sure. we wanted to we wanted an album as soon as possible. Sure. Yeah, we just felt that legitimized us to just have definitely you know a, a good amount of songs to listen mm-hmm. to. And we have we're sitting on pretty much another album right now. Mm-hmm. So like we're just trying to have output, you know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it for again, it's merch that you could sell, but it's yeah. also, you know, like you said, it legitimizes you to people that you know are looking for bands to book, and they're like, "Hey, le- I okay, true." And like, if it was somebody else to be like, "Oh, it, I I don't know what they're about." Like, I just yeah. see their Facebook, mm-hmm. whatever. They have some cool pictures and all but like i don't know what but you're like here here's my full album here it is and this is what we're about and that's pretty cool and that's like that's good advice for you know bands out there sure you're if you're in a band if you're in the business of making music Mm -hmm. make some music you know like (laughs) people are like man we're not getting paid it's just like how much are you worth yeah you know do you have a novel do you have you know that's the most basic bottom line thing you need to have if you're a band i Mm -hmm. feel you need to have music out there. If that's if you're in, in the business we are, because obviously there's mm-hmm. different types of musicians, you know, like whatever you're going for. But mm-hmm. if you're going for a band that wants to have people go to their shows, wants to get booked, you need to be legit, which just means you have to have music out. Mm-hmm. And like we probably rushed it because like somebody heard we were playing and they were like, oh, the uh, the the ex drummer for the Grasshopper Lightsaber, he's really good with our ex drummer too. Sure. And he booked us, like, when we weren't even... I think the first show we played, like, the keyboard player had been in the band, like, one practice. Or something yeah, like was, that. Yeah, he was just down to tag along. And yeah, and we're like, sure, we'll play a show. Yeah. And then after, it was just, like, getting booked and getting booked. So yeah. it was just kind of like, what? What's his, when are we even a band that gets booked? Like, yeah. we need to, like, we're, we need to make a... You know, do all the things. So the yeah. Facebook. So we need like, to start. We need to start right now. Yeah. Like, we need to record the album right yeah. now. We're going to put it out by this time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, let's just do it. You know, so it's just been a lot of uh, jump in the gun. Sure. How long have y'all been an actual band, though? Like, because I know the, the album didn't come out that long ago, but you're saying that it was pretty fresh. So how long has True Indigo been a thing? Mm, the album came out in March, right? Yeah. Uh so I think we were a band for about six months before that. Yeah, I uh, guess when well, 
I feel like you're not even a band until you like it's played your first show. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Or when did we start? Because like I mean, we, yeah, because you could just be jamming with some guys. Because the first time we jam, it was we. It wasn't never like let's start a band. Sure. You know, it was just yeah, kind of like oh, no. let's jam. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we jammed and like production. jam like a week and a half later, mm-hmm. and then we jammed with somebody a week and a half later. So like the this, the the beginning was really slow compared to everything else, but. We probably been a band for like a year and a half or a year and yeah, eight months like or something like that. Something like that. I'm really, Very cool. Yeah. So what's this? Uh, I heard y'all had it and I haven't found a whole lot of pictures about it, but y'all went into the woods for some, for a show or, or what was that about? I know that's something really interesting, um, that y'all did. And, and what, what was that kind of experience? <laughs> that experience was, uh, one of those experiences that, uh, <laughs> Helps you build character. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, that was a really cool idea. No regrets, but that was a whole lot of work. Really? Dude, like, yeah. we had to do... So, like... We how- cleared out an area in, in the woods that was pretty much uh, the gist of what we did. And set up a stage and and threw a party out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of work going into it, but we had a really fun night. And... Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you. Uh, if you want to check out the location, it just popped into my mind. We actually sure. recorded some videos there. So how we found the spot is like we needed to record some live videos yeah. for booking purposes. So we again videos, something else that young bands should have uh, of along with music. I, yeah, <laughs> I honestly, mean, of course, yeah. Take some notes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you. But uh, so we went and record some videos, and then the guy that owns the property was like, "Oh, let's throw a show here," and we're like, "Yeah, we'll throw a show." So we're like, "What's?" Call it a party in the woods. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, we're like, it's a show, but it's also a party and anything, you know. Yeah. It's the woods, so everybody out here. <laughs> anything happens. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, but then it was just kind of like, oh, well, a bunch of people are going to come. I was like, and the owners of the property were like, well, how many people are going to come? I was like, well, it looks like a lot of people are going to come. So he was like, we need to clear this place because it's like snakes out here and stuff. Oh, shit. So we're like, all right, <laughs> cool. Like, we'll go this weekend. Um, and we'll, we'll help you clean. And it's actually a weekend after we had gone to McAllen to play. We drove to McAllen, drove back, and then went to this property. And it was just so, they were there with tractors and stuff. And oh, like, wow. Dude, what? They were like yeah. handing those gloves, handing those saws, and we're like, when you take those trees down, when you do this, and we're like, Jesus Christ, you shovel and stuff. <laughs> it was so much work. It was worth it. But dude, even like same that day of the show, we're like scrambling, putting the sound wow. system together. Yeah. So it was worth it. And like, I guess, you know. So when's the next one? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not part two. Not, yeah, part two, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, like you uh, said, it's something that builds character. You know, we, you know, y'all we, grew as a band. Together. Yeah, it's like we yeah. threw y'all party in the woods. You know, yeah, you know, that's, something yeah. that you don't see every day. Yeah, so we we tried. Yeah, and it was it was super fun. We like had like balloon fights, which we, like we just it was basically just the beginning, and there was food there, and it kind of got bigger than we thought it was going to yeah. do. Like we were like we'll put you know set the bar really low. Uh-huh. We'll cut a party sure. in the woods, and then all of a sudden it got big. It was fun. You know, it was fun. Um, Very cool. So y'all are open to to doing a whole lot of different stuff, experimenting with yeah, the, yeah. locations we and sounds and all that. That yeah. one. So I mean, we're, a lot of work, but it's really fun throwing your own show, especially yeah, when definitely. It being a, and a I, I feel like it's like another key thing about being in a band is just like you're here to make you you know people need to have a good time. Yeah, you know for so. sure. And that's yeah, that's definitely like something. 
that we try and hold uh well definitely while we're playing with Vulcan it's just like this is as much of us as as it is y'all like he, the audience gives us energy to mm-hmm. just keep going throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing and and to keep us dancing and stuff so it's not just us playing and show giving y'all something it's a shared sort of experience and that's definitely something i feel from y'all because uh when was the last show that we played together we played at brick um for first friday or something yeah, and this will yeah. always go pretty oh, intense man, we and that again, yeah we're there um so hot like i i came in i think it was at the beginning of your set and then by the end like i had my a jean jacket on i was like fuck i'm yeah. so hot because <laughs> just everybody was just like going crazy and that spot was like uh, super packed and, and it was super uh, a great experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, that was, that was a, a, a really good show. I remember the guitar player for Feminex was like, cause dude, I respect that dude a lot. Sure, yeah. I feel like he and I, he, you know, he's a better guitar player than I, but he also plays a lot with his effects and stuff. Yeah. And I could tell he was digging it. Yeah. Shout out to Feminex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I had them, uh, on, on a while back and they, they're just like super awesome, uh, great band there's a lot of great bands here in totally in yeah. san antonio totally. super awesome so what's going forward for true indigo where where uh what do you have coming up any any cool dates anything interesting coming up and what are some goals that you have for the end of the year because the end of the year is almost here um it's already october so uh what do you what's going on what do y'all have coming up we're cooking out something special for y'all no, <laughs> <laughs> no so we're gonna go play a show in el paso and that day we're recording uh a single and a b-side we're gonna put out we're actually gonna well i wanna jump the gun hopefully yeah hopefully but like we're working with some people we're gonna put out a seven inch um nice and it's a it's some it's a, it's a really it's two songs that i you know uh, they're special to me because like, it's the last songs we're going to record with our bass player. Mm-hmm. And it's just two songs that like we wrote in between, like, I feel like they bridged the gap between like the last album. I feel like this is going to be like a mild cleanser. Like we're, you know, we're like cleansing ourselves and then prepare ourselves for our next album. Okay. It's just, and we're only going to put it out on vinyl too. Nice. So you'll only be able to hear it on vinyl and they're, kind of really political songs so we didn't want to have it in the novel we're just gonna have a separate output for that so when's that when's that gonna be that's gonna be october 28th that's our yeah that's our next upcoming show that one's gonna be in el paso at the gray gray dog lounge or great work yeah we're playing at the gray dog lounge and we're recording at uh this studio called rainville which yeah very cool. And then what are some goals that you have, you know, thinking as a band or, or by yourself as a musician uh, for the end of the year going into 2018? Um, some goals, I guess, for, for you. Um, At the moment, we are uh, we have, you know, just a lot of songs ready to go. And we really just like when we wrote our first album, we wanted to just get it out there, you know, have something for people sure. to listen to. And we want to keep doing that. You know, we have a bunch more songs and we're ready to record those and put those out there so we're gonna be looking for a bassist and just uh trying to work on those yeah those for sure just getting more i mean more out content, there definitely travel output. we yeah. have a van yeah. and we gotta use it yeah you know for so sure we're just traveling and which we've been is it a new van because y'all y'all been traveling like really well or is it like a good van it's a good van. yeah that's awesome it's a good van definitely yeah. uh dude i wouldn't so hard look that's another solid solid advice because yeah. i've been in the other side of the coin for this one 
did not buy a crappy van mm-hmm. because yeah, that, that's one of a that's like literally the only advice that uh, I had Alvaro from Pinata Protest here, and we we're talking after the show. There's like a ton of stuff that goes on not on the mic and stuff, whatever. But he, he was talking about Vulcan and all this stuff, and then he was like, he's like, do y'all have a van? And I'm like, no, not yet. He's like, get a good van. That's all. Like, there's nothing about music, nothing about anything. He's like, just get a good van. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. No, absolutely. And like, I learned that lesson. Like, my last band died because we didn't learn that lesson. Wow. In time. Yeah. We went to a few vans. Jeez. And it's just like, dude, I mean, you know, we're not out here making tons of money. Yeah, for sure. So it's just like, you know, you got to make it count, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So make one good decision. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, make <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and it's not gonna be. You know, I know you're trying to get it. I know you out there trying to get a cheap van. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I see you. Do it, I see you I trying see to buy you. that. I was there. Don't do it. <laughs> Very get cool. a damn job. At yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so traveling more. Uh, have y'all been outside of Texas? No, we almost we were ch- we got hit up to play uh Arizona, so we're like nice. ah we're trying to like play El Paso, then we'll go to yeah, then we'll go to New Mexico, then we'll go to Arizona. And it's like you know, he's like, Can we do this? Like, yeah, uh-huh. we can do this and then my bass player was just like, Oh, really I'm moving to Scotland yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. So we're like, All right, cool and like well we'll just we'll, and we're like, All right, instead of doing that, we'll just record and like we'll take it easy. Yeah. You know, so yeah, but that's we, definitely we haven't played outside of Texas, but we will. <laughs> awesome so yeah um anything else any last minute uh, thanks yeah. for having us awesome man. yeah thanks man thanks thanks for, for coming here uh finally finally getting yeah, together it's, it's been pretty cool yeah yeah awesome thanks guys all right that was my conversation with the guys from true indigo make sure to check them out on social media get their new album all the links are in the description of this podcast go find them go follow them go like them all that good stuff the album is fantastic you gotta hear it we're gonna hear a full song that they played for me in a little bit but yes thank you so much for listening thank you for supporting musicians and everything else Again, if you like what we're doing, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you're listening to the SoundCloud. We're on pretty much everything. Anywhere that you get podcasts, you can pretty much subscribe to us. So if you like us, if you like what we're doing, make sure to hit that subscribe button and tell a friend, let them know that you found us and we're doing something pretty cool. And, you know, we, we do this for fun mostly because we really like you know, talking to different musicians and, and hearing their side of the story and all that stuff. But really, this has become something that I don't know if we knew how big it was going to be. And, you know, we have some news that's coming up that we'll be announcing later on uh, whenever it becomes official. But <laughs> I, I don't think we knew how big it was going to be. And we really do appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that supports us. And, you know, all the new people, all the new listeners, anybody that really just, you know, listens to us talk for at least like five seconds. I, I personally, I do really appreciate it. And, and it's, it's really mind blowing how, how awesome this community has been and how y'all have accepted what we're doing. Cause, you know, not a lot of people know about podcasts. Podcasting is growing, but not everybody does know what podcasting is. So thank you. Thank you so much for supporting us and we really appreciate it. Our social media is at Texas Music Pod again on Facebook and Twitter at Texas Music Podcast on Instagram. 
Me personally, I'm at Jules the Human, J U L E S the Human. If you want to follow me on all the social media and all that stuff, JulesTheHuman.com is where you can find this podcast and a ton of other stuff I do. I do YouTube videos and all that good stuff, whatever, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I hate talking about myself. Anyways, True Indigo, again, they did awesome. Go follow them and they're going to play an exclusive song for you right now, a full song that they performed that you can't hear anywhere else. Thank you, and have a good night.
Thank you for listening to the Texas Music Spotlight Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and visit our website, texasmusicspotlight.com, to find out how you can be a part of the live recordings. Until next time, please continue to support local artists and music in your hometown. Thank you.